Hi, welcome to You, Me, and TV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years was created by Neil Marlins and Carol Black, who had previously worked on Growing Pains, and it premiered January 31st, 1988. It aired for six seasons on ABC, and it is streaming on Hulu. Mm-hmm. What's the Hulu description? All right, I'm going to read the Hulu description. Set in the extraordinary years of the late 60s, The Wonder Years looks back through the eyes of Kevin, the youngest of three children in the Arnold family, on the joys and tribulations of growing up in a typical suburban household. That's very straightforward. It's a pretty straightforward. To the Netflix descriptions yeah. we've had before. I feel like Netflix descriptions, like they're trying to be funny uh-huh. or like clever or something like that. And yeah. Hulu just, it's more of just like the Wikipedia Here description. It Here it is. Here's mm-hmm. what this show's about. I'm not messing around. I'm Hulu. <laughs> I ain't got time to mess around. So yeah, it's streaming on Hulu. Uh, so people should check it out there. Mm-hmm. This show premiered, when it premiered, it premiered after the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, because it's like quintessential American. Isn't that what they said? It's the quintessential American show and they premiered it like after like the quintessential American event. Who said that? That's what I said in that list we were reading, that article we were reading where it had like quotes from the creators and stuff. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, a lot of times that used to be like a thing. I remember Family Guy premiering after the Super Bowl and I was so excited. Mm -hmm. I went to bed, but I did watch it, I think later on at some mm-hmm. point so that's that's a thing so it used to be a thing that things would premiere after the super bowl i don't i don't think that's a thing anymore the super bowl is like over really late yeah that's true yeah i don't think they're they're premiering <laughs> new episodes then but maybe they are i don't really know yeah i don't know we mostly watch things on netflix so. that's true although a couple years ago netflix premiered like a new cloverfield right after the super bowl but people said it wasn't good so i didn't watch it mm-hmm. but hey anyways let's talk about the wonder years so last week we talked about that 70s show a show Mm -hmm. from the 90s set in the 70s today we're talking about the wonder years a show from the late 80s early 90s set in the 60s i'm gonna try really hard not to cry while we talk about this oh my gosh (laughs) i have a hard time not crying while we watch the wonder years it's it's just like such a nostalgic show. Like it makes you nostalgic for a time that you didn't even live through yeah. in, my, in my case. I think because this show is, it's tonally different from a lot of, not totally different, tonally different <laughs> from a lot of the also other shows. Also totally different done. though. Also totally different. But yeah, so it's not like, um, it's a it's kind of a sitcom, but it's not like a straight up comedy. It's um more bittersweet. I think it's like, inherently bittersweet because it's like got a narrator who's an adult version of this kid kevin arnold looking back on his um coming of age years back in the 60s right so anytime i think you've got a a narrator like looking back on their life like that it's going to be very kind of poignant you really you you did the same thing when we were talking (laughs) about um we were talking about glow and the glow documentary and how at the end of the documentary when they're looking back on their time in glow and it's and it's sad and it made you cry and you did the same thing with about the glow documentary you did the same thing with a league of their own so it's not necessarily just female sports it's anytime somebody is kind of reflecting on their past like childhood yeah wow yeah oh my goodness it really does well this isn't the only thing that does it there's a lot of things that kind of are in this same genre Uh and some of them came before some of them came after for example the sandlot came afterwards Mm -hmm. you cry during the sandlot i do cry during the sandlot it's a beautiful movie yeah that's that's set you know from the 90s set Mm -hmm. in the 1960s i think it's the 60s is the 50s or 60s i think it's the 60s i'm not sure but it's about you know playing baseball and stuff like that from that time period and then of course you've got like Stand By Me? You've never seen Stand By Me, No, have I haven't. That's very similar it's, to this. It's because I know it's going to make me cry. That's well, why I haven't watched it. It's a beautiful it. movie. Yeah. And then uh, Christmas Story, which actually uh, on this same list we found, we found like a list from Mental Floss, I think, of like mm-hmm. 25 unbelievable things about the Wonder Years. And they weren't really all unbelievable. Like lists <laughs> like that are. You won't believe yeah. number nine. No, I didn't say that. But, but it did have some good information. It was interesting. Yeah, and it facts. said that they were inspired by... A Christmas Story, which I think even Peter Billingsley, who plays the lead in A Christmas Story, yeah. shows up in a few episodes. Yeah. 
what's the name of the character in a Christmas story? Ralphie. Ralphie. There we go, Ralphie. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of a Christmas story, though, too. Uh, yeah, the, we have a personal connection to we do. Christmas so, story. Yeah, well, the narrator of The Wonder Years is Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern of Home Alone fame mm-hmm. and other things. Yep. The, and the, oh, one of the wet bandits. One of the wet bandits. One of the sticky bandits. One of the stickiest of bandits. <laughs> and he's actually in A Christmas Story Two, playing the dad in A Christmas Story 2. If you're unfamiliar with A Christmas Story 2, it also stars Gia's cousin, Brayden LaMasters, yeah. as Ralphie. Yeah, my cousin is an actor, and he plays Ralphie um, as a teenager in the sequel to A Christmas Story. Hey, there you go. Personal connection. Let's Maybe should we get into the show a little bit? Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, because the opening sequence, it starts off, and you've got... What's the name of the song that plays? Uh, With a little help from my friends. Mm -hmm, Which is a Beatles song, but it's performed by Joe Cocker for the Wonder Years. And it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Again, it's very nostalgic. I have a hard time listening to that song. One thing I'll say about it is when when I was watching the Wonder Years as a kid, I never could understand everything Joe Cocker was saying in that song because he kind of likes slurs the words a little bit if i didn't know it was called with a little help from my friends i would have no idea what's going on yeah yeah so for a long time i didn't know what the lyrics were and back in the late 80s early 90s you couldn't google things and find out immediately right yeah even in the mid 90s you can only yahoo things so (laughs) that's right and then you could alta vista it too i guess (laughs) but regardless it's a really good song and um it's playing while we see like home video style clips of um Kevin Arnold and his family and friends. Right, yeah. And, you know, you were talking about watching it in the early 90s. So have you seen all the episodes of The Mm -hmm. Wonder Years? Yep. And did you watch it when it was on? Yeah. So I never, I saw it like kind of I, I don't I don't remember watching it when it was on other than like randomly like mm-hmm. I was aware of it See, and I saw it. My parents really liked it so I would watch it with my parents. Yeah I definitely did not really watch it and yeah, I mean I probably, I've seen it. I probably wasn't watching it in 88 because I was like two then right. but I think when it would when reruns would be on a few years later I was watching it. And that's the thing I don't remember this airing in reruns very much. I wonder if it's the same reason why I know when it was originally going to be streaming like they had to because this uses a lot of music and a lot mm-hmm. of popular music and sometimes it's hard to get the licensing and all yeah, that kind of I stuff. Think, I think particularly it has a lot of Beatles music and for a long time the didn't Michael, Michael Jackson ja- yeah, own the all the Beatles Jackson music? Yeah, owned it. and that uh, kooky man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, so up until just recently, they had a hard time um, dealing with the rights on that music and being able to put it out. So. But I believe on Hulu, all the music is correct. At mm-hmm. least in the first episode, so. there's a ton of popular music, so yeah. it must be. So after that opening sequence, which I guess I looked in that opening, like the whole joe cocker song and all that is not Mm -hmm. was not in the original airing of the pilot when it aired after the super bowl also daniel stern was not the voice it was some other actor yes but they replaced some guy who was on the show ellen who i hadn't oh really is he also on ellen yeah because the the creators also created the ellen right not the ellen show ellen the sitcom from the Uh 90s so okay i thought he looked familiar yeah but then they re-recorded it with daniel stern so that's what you'll see when you watch hulu it's got daniel stern in it yeah and so after the opening sequence, we get sort of, it feels like almost another opening sequence just because mm-hmm. they didn't have the opening sequence on the first one. So we see the title card of The Wonder Years again, and we hear Turn, 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 mm-hmm. I believe, by the birds. By the birds. Mm-hmm. You know, that song, I sang that in music class in like third grade or something like that. And I remember yeah. our teacher was like pretty excited about it because all the books <laughs> in like your music book when you're in school are like nothing you've ever heard of they're yeah. not real songs but like that one was a real song but like no we didn't know what it was <laughs> she was but she, you know it was the <laughs> early 90s and interesting see i did know a lot of these old songs and i think i knew them because of the wonder years mm. yeah this was just normal music to me <laughs> so, yeah so we see while that is playing while that song is playing we see all this like footage these clips of like these important historical moments from the 60s because mm-hmm. this takes place in 1968 yeah and so similar to that 70s show which we did last week i think they wanted it to feel very they wanted this show to feel very 60s so they set it like late into the 60s when right. a lot of the the movements of the 60s were going on in 1968 that's when like I believe that's when Martin Luther King Jr. was killed and yeah. also Robert F. Kennedy and also John F. Kennedy. I think they all died that year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it's a year before Woodstock. 
you know, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the moon landing and all that sort of thing. And there's a voiceover as this is all going on. And I'm going to read a chunk of that voiceover here. It's Daniel Stern reading as Kevin Arnold, Fred Savage's character. Mm -hmm. And he says, there's no pretty way to put this. I grew up in the suburbs. I guess most people think of the suburbs as a place with all the disadvantages of the city and none of the advantages of the country and vice versa. But in a way, those really were the wonder years for us in the suburbs. It was kind of a golden age for kids. Now I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why I like that. Okay. I can tell, I can tell by the look <laughs> on your face, you know, the main reason why I like it. Go for it. They say the title of the show. Oh yeah. Oh you man. Love that. <laughs> that was very exciting for me. So, but also it really sets it up as like, this is all about the suburbs and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And then it goes into the first scene. Mm-hmm. And we see they are playing uh, football in the street. And who do we see here? We see Fred Savage. Uh-huh. And Fred Savage is uh, playing the character Kevin Arnold. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Fred Savage for a minute. Oh, he's an American treasure. Isn't he? He really he is. is. Fred Savage, he's he's still out there working, acting, directing, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So he, he got this role when I, we were looking on one of these articles about uh, the show. He got this role because of his role on The Princess Bride. Yeah. They saw him in that, and he might have been in some other things as well, but he was kind of mm-hmm. a up-and-coming child actor, mm-hmm. and he's adorable. He is, and I'll say it's almost shocking that Kevin Arnold is not played by one of the Culkins when you think about how how popular the Culkins were during this era. Yeah. 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 Well, so good for Fred Savage. Good for Fred Savage. We were watching a few years ago, Fred Savage was on a show called The Grinder with him and Rob Lowe. Oh, that was a really funny show. That show was really funny. It used to be on Hulu for a while. It doesn't seem like it's on there anymore. Yeah. So hopefully that show doesn't get lost to whatever because it was a really funny show. I think it got canceled after like less than one season, I but think it was so. good. But it was on Fox and Fox sometimes cancels stuff. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, but now Fred Savage is like a producer on Always well, he, Sunny, right? Uh, he he's writer? directed he's directed some oh, episodes director. of it. Yeah. Okay. And he's directed a lot of episodes of a, a lot of different shows. A few episodes of Playing House, a show that you like. Oh yeah, I do and, like that. Um, but tons of shows. And also he was on the recently canceled Friends from College. Friends from College. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so which, which is on Netflix. That's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You watched that. I did watch it. I didn't love it. It's got a lot of people I really like, but I didn't like the show, yeah. so sorry. Well, I still it, watched two seasons of hey, it. But. There you go. He's also in the uh, Honda commercials. Yeah. His voice. He does the voiceover voice on that. Do you think that the Honda is him as a child then, and he is playing the Honda? I think Daniel Stern is the actual car. Okay. Yeah. And he, and he is... He, Fred Savage is narrating. Daniel Stern has, is a car now. Car. So, right. in case you didn't hear about the incident where he <laughs> switched bodies with a car. Now, Daniel Stern's still doing, I guess, small roles in in things like A Christmas Story too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, right. But uh, <laughs> anyway, other characters that we see in this opening scene, we see uh, Kevin's brother Wayne. Mm-hmm. Kevin's brother Wayne to me when we were watching this back it's like Fred Savage looks like the tiniest of little boys uh-huh. and Kevin's brother looks like an like a 25 year old man but he's also <laughs> only like four and a half feet tall and he's, nothing nothing against him it's just no. it is weird and he's a jerk <laughs> Kevin's brother is a jerk yeah right? he, he's a jerk, a jerk to him he's kind of punching him at one point uh-huh. and that sort of thing we also see Paul uh, Kevin's best friend. Mm-hmm. And he's dorky. He's very dorky. Tall and lanky with glasses. Right. Yeah. The weird thing about Paul, let's just talk about this now. <laughs> In the 90s, people thought that when Marilyn Manson came out, the uh-huh. the, the singer, uh, rock star, whatever, uh, they thought that he was this guy Paul from The Wonder Years. Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, back during that time, you couldn't like instantly Google things and find out the facts right so people so we did, just kind of were like oh i guess that's marilyn manson i guess so he kind of looks like him and marilyn yeah. manson would always be wearing like white face paint and uh-huh. we didn't know his real name and you, you know, there was no easy way to figure out his real name yeah and yeah so but it, it's not him it's not but they not do look all. similar it, yeah. it's a very believable conspiracy i guess <laughs> i don't know who started that rumor but you know smart <laughs> so and we also see uh winnie uh, mm-hmm. played by Danica McKellar mm-hmm. and uh, Winnie Cooper. Um, and we uh, also see Winnie's brother, Brian, 19. Mm-hmm. So all the kids 
are playing football out in the street and Winnie's brother Brian is kind of uh watching I think Kevin says that he he ruled over our street yeah like they all looked up to him <laughs> and thought he was really cool and he is a cool looking guy he's yeah, got like he's long like... hair and he's working on his car and uh-huh. he's got like a cut off t-shirt and stuff uh-huh. like that they do mention that he was drafted to Vietnam at, at, at later on that summer, summer. yeah yeah, yeah. Because this whole part in the beginning takes place in the summertime. Yeah, the, and it's the summer between elementary school and middle school for, oh, Kevin, for Kevin and his friends. And I think he did say that he was going into the seventh grade. I think so. I started middle school in sixth grade. That's yeah. how it works around here. I think you did too. But mm-hmm. I guess some some schools maybe start that in seventh grade. And that's I guess the case so. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're all playing football out in the street. And um, the next scene. Uh, is at Kevin's house. Mm-hmm. We Paul is going to stay over for dinner. Paul's yeah. allergic to everything. Mm-hmm. That's sort of a, a running gag there. They, they they ask what's for dinner, and they're like meatloaf, and like what else? And it's like something else that he's allergic to. He's allergic to meatloaf. He's allergic to the other thing. And then it like the next yeah. scene kind of cuts to a, a piece of bread in yeah, front just of Paul. White bread. That's all he can <laughs> That's eat. That's all he can eat. Uh-huh. There's Vietnam news on the TV, so it kind of sets the stage there that Vietnam is Vietnam is happening. Yeah. At one point. Kevin says, when is dad coming home? And he's looking at the TV kind of when he says mm-hmm. that. And for a split second, they don't leave too much of a pause there, but for a split second, it almost looks like his dad is at war. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when is he coming home? But no, he's just like at work and he's coming right. home. Right. So. Although his dad is a vet. He's a veteran of the Korean War. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, the last show we were watching, the dad was a vet too. So Of World War Two. Right, mm-hmm. from that 70s show. Yep. A lot of these people were vets back then. Yeah, yeah. it was a thing. That's, you know, my dad um, may or may not have served in the military. <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> my So my dad was born in 1938, yeah. which is crazy to me because I'm only, it's very I'm, I'm in my early 30s right now. Yeah, so like during the time that the Wonder Years is set, your dad was like 30 years old. That's, he was like daddy. He was yeah, he was <laughs> he was a grown adult man. Yeah. And um yeah, I don't I don't know. I he I think enlisted in the Air Force and never did anything with that. I don't know if it's the Air Force even. He, I, I really have no idea. Well, regardless, his name is on the um the banner that's always up on um Veterans is it Veterans Day? I think on Memorial Day, Memorial like Day uh, the neighborhood where I grew up grew up has like a little banner honoring all the veterans of the, the neighborhood. Pool for the like picnic for Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah. Or the fourth of July or something. Yeah, and your dad's name is <laughs> on it, but and we're always like but was he? Who was knows? He Maybe he Don know. Draper did and stole someone's identity. I think he might have. He, he was an enigma. But that does make me think. When I, whenever you tell me stories about your childhood, I kind of picture you having like a very Kevin Arnold Wonder Yearsy kind of childhood, even though it was like you were living in like the the nineties and early two thousands. That's when you were growing up. But like you lived. Whereas, like, my parents were divorced and we kind of moved from, like, apartment to apartment. It was a little bit of an unconventional childhood. You kind of had, like, the American dream kind of... I'd say so, suburban yeah. ...suburban childhood, right? Well, when, when I were, watched like, The Wonder Years, I've only seen a few episodes, really, where I've really watched it. Uh-huh. But I don't really see any difference between 1968 and, you know, 19... 19- 95 or yeah. whatever so and you were like a paper boy you know, and an I, ultra boy, I, I was a paper boy a boy i was scout. an ultra boy i was a boy scout the kind of things that kevin arnold does yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my my neighborhood uh you know our little like development had parades on the fourth of july yeah. just for our little development and your mom there. still lives in that same neighborhood and it's very wonder years looking yeah we had a pool uh-huh. right down the street yeah it, it, yeah it's uh i i definitely had that classic 1960s American childhood, I would say. <laughs> Which makes 90s, sense, though, because 2000s. my parents were of parent age in the 1960s. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, the dad, speaking of dads, the dad does eventually uh, come home. Um, mm-hmm. They're nervous about making him angry uh, because, you know, dads can be angry, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> when he walks in, I remember when we were watching it, I was like, do you think he was doing Mad Men things? Because yeah. he wasn't, was, he like wasn't home yet, and it's like, does he got like another wife in the city or something like right. that? Right. We don't find out a whole lot about um, his life other than when we see him just at the the table, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, they're nervous about making him angry, mm-hmm. and 
that's Kevin's older sister, Karen. Mm-hmm. She's older than Wayne and Kevin. Right. And she's kind of like a hippie, sort of. Mm-hmm. She's like, peace, mom. So it says something like that yeah. at one point. But, uh, and I thought she was so cool when oh, I yeah. watched this when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like kind of silent at the table. And she says, I'm going to get some birth control pills. I thought you should know. Yeah. And um, the dad is upset by that. Yeah. So he's he starts yelling at everybody and everyone... Kevin and his mom, they're all kind of upset with Karen for bringing that up and setting their dad off. Yeah. yeah. So the next scene, we see some home movies again. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the same home movies that are in the opening. But when this first aired, that opening wasn't there. So yeah. that repetition of the home movies is not necessarily the intended type of thing. Right. But we see them and we get like a I think we get a little bit of there's probably a voiceover there I think talking about the summertime and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff because it's all leading up to the first day of middle school which is going to be happening and the next scene we see it's the last night of summer mm-hmm. and Paul is over at Kevin's and they're uh, sitting on the bed they're reading a book what's that book they're reading oh they're reading our bodies ourselves oh yeah I think he says he stole it from his older sister or something like that yeah which I guess is kind of like teaching you about puberty yeah there's probably some pictures in it yeah i know i've heard of that book i feel like it gets referenced a lot in like movies and tv shows so this must have been a book that everybody was like reading back in the 60s 70s to like learn about sexual health kind of things yeah they didn't have the internet so right (laughs) (laughs) so um it's very exciting to paul and kevin yeah and um, they're getting they're getting ready for the first day of school because you know it's middle school girls all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Paul like asks if Kevin knows what he's gonna wear, and Paul mentions he had a dream last night that uh, he showed up to school and he was naked. And Kevin's like, "Well, if you're naked when you get to the bus stop, I'll tell you." Which I think <laughs> is such a funny line because it's like that is sort of a a fear people have like oh i showed up to school and i was naked and Uh it's like well somebody probably would see you along the way and let you know like hey dude you're naked like where was your fear about showing up at the bus stop naked you just that was fine to you you didn't think anybody was gonna say anything until you got to school so that's that's nice and shows you know he's a nice good friend right um however though he does know what he is going to wear kevin does know oh yeah because paul asks kevin do you know what you're gonna wear tomorrow and kevin kind of like he shrugs it off laughs it off like why are you even worried about that? I'm not even thinking about what I'm going to wear. But, but we get he from is. he is, and we get from the voiceover that he's like been yeah. planning for several months. And that scene when he walks down you in that outfit in the, in the morning in the kitchen. Oh my gosh! It's, it's like a paisley green shirt, button-down dress shirt with like uh-huh. blue bell-bottom pants. It is similar to how Fez dresses on that it 70s is. show. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Kevin clearly thinks that he's going to be like the cool guy in school with this outfit, but his family sees him in the kitchen dressed like this, and they uh Wayne starts laughing yeah (laughs) that scene is so good have you ever worn clothes that your family did not approve of or or were thrown off by like that because I'll tell you I when I was in middle school and probably Mm -hmm. I think it was seventh grade I so I was seven in seventh grade in like 1997 or eight or something like that Mm. something like that Mm -hmm. anyway Big pants were all the rage back then. So mm-hmm. like these were like the the pants that were just the jeans. They weren't necessarily baggy. They didn't like they weren't sagging and they didn't like pile up at the bottom. They were just very wide. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I wanted them so badly and I finally got them. And now not, not that my parents like were like, oh, those look ridiculous because they bought them. I was uh-huh. there in the store. They bought them. But they looked so stupid. <laughs> they looked so stupid. I had a pair with like a stripe that went down the side, a pair of jeans, and I had a pair of black jeans. They were Lee pipes, I think. <laughs> they were, I wanted them so bad and they were so cool. But, you know, people at school, not that people at school were like, oh, what a dork or whatever, but I think my friends probably gave me a hard time for wearing stupid jeans. As they pants. probably should have. But your mom, they're I've, kind of like Jinkos. Yeah. If, yeah. So. Yeah. But I've heard your mom say, like, even. Even now, I'll hear your mom say, "Like, is that what you're wearing?" Like, she she will call you out if she thinks well, you're yeah, wearing. Well, yeah, and she'll also stupid. say, "Like, is that what they're wearing now?" Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> "Mom, no, some people are." Yeah, I want to look cool like those people. Yeah, so I'd always no. get nervous about my clothes parents like were that. less critical of what I was wearing. <laughs> 
I did yeah. eventually, like in high school, like wear like a bunch of like stupid t-shirts all the time and stuff. Nobody gave me a hard time about that because those are more just like fun, I guess. But it was a different way. It's hard when you're in middle school and high school. You're trying yeah. to make your identity. You gotta, you gotta find your personal brand. Your fir- you gotta find your personal brand. Right. So that was because you've changed because when you're in like elementary school you just wear whatever people give you and stuff and then you start needing to think about it Mm because i think in elementary school i was just wearing like nike t-shirts all the time and that wasn't my vibe in middle school because i was into limp biscuit and i was into corn (laughs) (laughs) yeah in elementary school and even in middle school i was wearing mostly hand-me-downs from my cousin Lindsay, who was a couple years older than me so the clothes she would wear that were cool by the time i was wearing them they were probably Less cool, you Potentially. know. <laughs> Isn't she kind of like, not, I mean, she's not like a goth goth, but she's like, she doesn't have all black clothing yeah, all the she time. Had like but a like a different kind of style yeah. than me, but not so much when we were younger. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 But that was the prime goth time. In it the, was. Like the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I guess the 80s are, I don't know anything about goth <laughs> culture. I'm probably wrong, but I just You're remember in the mid to late 90s, all of a sudden people started wearing like all black clothes and listening to Marilyn Manson yeah. or the guy from the Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or like uh, just a sidebar. I remember on uh, the show Home Improvement when the youngest kid becomes a goth like later on in the series and uh-huh. that was a whole big thing. So I don't know if you watched it that far into I did Home not, Improvement. No. So. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. When Kevin gets to the bus stop, mm-hmm. Paul shows up. Oh, and- we should say Kevin has changed out of yeah, he's now, wearing like he's a wear. button-down shirt tucked into some jeans. It looks yeah, like a nice... Yeah, khakis, something. Yeah. Just a normal Oh, yeah, maybe khakis. Just a normal, yeah. nice yeah, boy outfit. Yeah, because his family has clearly discouraged him from wearing what he was planning on wearing. <laughs> right. But uh, Paul is wearing an outfit very similar to what Kevin had been wearing earlier. <laughs> yeah, and Kevin's like, you look fine. It's okay. <laughs> he looks <laughs> but, like such a dork. Yeah, he really does. Oh, but then they see this girl walking up to the bus stop. Yeah. And my goodness, she is just beautiful. They don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. She's walking up slowly. Girl. Um, she's wearing fishnet tights and go-go boots. Uh-huh. And then when she finally arrives, they realize this is not the dorky Winnie Cooper that they were playing with over the summer. Uh-huh. This is... Well, it's Winnie Cooper. Yeah, but she's, and she's done a successful rebrand. Yes, yeah. she has. Unlike Kevin and Paul. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she even says that she wants to go by Gwendolyn now instead of Winnie. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think that that takes off. I don't think it they sticks. They call her Winnie through Yeah, I'm pretty series. sure they do. <laughs> so, but yeah, so she, she got hot over the summer. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so now Kevin is kind of seeing her in a different light. They've right. been friends for a long time and been... But she will become his um, love interest throughout the series on, yeah. and on again, off again. Yeah. So they arrive at school. The school has been renamed Robert F. Kennedy Junior High over the summer, mm-hmm. presumably because Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated yeah, over the summer. In the narration, I think um, Daniel Stern mentions. Or- A lot of schools had yeah. been renamed over the summer. <laughs> yeah. So what was your middle school's name? Who were you um, named after? Mine was John Sells Middle John, School. John Sells. I I don't remember who John Sells is. Um, probably some kind of salesman, oh, Ohioan, <laughs> who did something important at one point. Hey, there you go. Mine was uh, Frank B. Willis Middle School. Uh-huh. Frank B. Willis ran for president at one point, and I think, he, if I remember correctly, because they taught us in school, he gave like a speech or something like that and he was gonna be i think it was probably during the primary still i'm not sure if they even did it like that back then but then like right after the speech he had like a heart attack and died but like he was like presumed to be the next president of the united states at one point but uh yeah and he died he's from the hometown fun plot on veep I guess <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an intense plot on Veep. but uh so anyway um there's so he shows up he's in middle school now mm-hmm. his first class the teacher recognizes his name as she's kind of going through and she's like you're wayne's brother aren't you and uh and she goes you've got a tough road to hoe young man yeah <laughs> i don't know what that means i don't know either i was thinking does it mean like she's had the she's clearly had the brother in the class right does she mean like she knows his brother and so she knows what a jerk the brother is and so she knows Kevin has like a tough time like at home like dealing with Wayne or does it mean that she she's 
not thinking highly of Kevin at this point because she knows his brother. It's that and he's got to prove himself to her. I looked it up. So okay. I looked it up. I didn't understand the explanation as <laughs> do with hoeing like a uh, garden. Okay, sure. <laughs> that kind of hoeing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like you've got a challenging situation ahead of you. Okay. So yeah. Uh, okay. I, I had an older brother going into you know school. My brother was like three years older than me. Uh-huh. And he was like top student, all that kind of stuff. He listened yeah. to the podcast too. Shout out to Matt. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> That's stupid. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> he will definitely make fun of you for that later. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah. Uh, but uh, although he backed me up on a point from the last episode of the podcast when we were talking about Topher Grace movies and I said In Good Company was a good movie and he said it is a good movie. You're both wrong. Well, anyways. <laughs> so, but- he was like a good student, like a great student and stuff. So I always mm-hmm. had it. I was had it easy. Yeah. I was, you were also a great student. You guys were both valedictorians of your class, right? Oh my right? gosh. You're going to embarrass me oh on the podcast gosh. here. So did, <laughs> now what about you? Did people, do people know? Cause your sister's like a lot younger than you. My sister is five years younger yeah. than me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't have to like live up to anybody. Right. Yeah. I had an older sister. You know, I have an older sister too, but she had a different last name. So people like didn't get the connection mm-hmm, necessarily. Right. So, but, uh, and my brother and I, people say we look the same. So I think you guys look like brothers, but I wouldn't say you look the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but that can help having older siblings that go to the same school. It can help or hurt. It could help it, or as hurt. In Kevin's as in case. Kevin's case, it could hurt him. <laughs> so, um, the next scene we see that he's got a, uh, locker that is, um, you know, it's right next to, well, there's like a, some popular girl that it's a few lockers down from, but there's mm-hmm. also this greaser kid that's got the, yeah. the, the locker like right next to him. They yeah, get, he's that got, kid looks like he's like 25 years old, right? Yes. Although Kevin <laughs> mentions it. Grade. The voiceover yeah. mentions it. Yeah. <laughs> the seventh grader with a beard or with stubble or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, he's like huge. Yeah. And he's asked Kevin for his locker combination and Kevin's got some pretty funny lines that are there as he's like trying not to give it to him but uh-huh. after he gives it to him because you know he's like a big guy that'll beat him up or whatever uh-huh. the kid puts a knife and like a bag of drugs in his locker yeah, he's gonna be <laughs> storing that in kevin's locker yeah that is uh that's intense it is <laughs> there's a there's a line too where he says anybody uh finds out about these i know who told them <laughs> and like the voiceover <laughs> says some stuff and then kevin says who <laughs> he's like this is my only chance to try to trick him yeah and you kind of see the the guy like thinking about it trying to <laughs> come up with the answer he's like yeah you <laughs> yeah that might be the funniest part of the episode for me it is a, a funny fun part moment. but the next thing is pretty fun too where he goes to gym class mm-hmm. and in gym class the uh well, for one, the the gym teacher keeps talking about um, how he's a body educator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that part is funny when he keeps saying that. Uh-huh. It's weird to me, though. I was thinking about this, that my gym teachers, like in middle school, were probably teaching during this time as well. Because, like, oh, a lot yeah. of teachers have been teaching for, like, you know, 15, 20, 30 years. Yeah. I mean, they might not. I guess I was, like, in middle school, like, like 1998. So, like, mm-hmm. they would have been having to teach for, like, 30 years. But, you know, I think it's... It's similar. My my middle school mm-hmm. gym teacher was like a dude that was like kind of old and he had like tiny little white shorts that he wore and a <laughs> tucked in polo. So, but this gym teacher is like, uh, you know, he's all business. Uh-huh. Um, there's one point where he says, uh, the jock strap. A, what is it? B, what can it do for you? Yeah. And as we were watching that scene, I think it, it really reminded me of the gym teacher in the show, The Goldbergs. Which, me too, yeah. Yeah, which is definitely a show that's been inspired by the wonder years if you've ever seen the goldbergs it's a show it's a current show that is set in the 1980s and has a voiceover from Patton oswald as the like main kid right yeah as an adult yeah yeah but this gym teacher kind of reminded me of that gym teacher yeah. as well. yeah mm-hmm. all right so the next scene they're going to lunch Mm-hmm. And so we see when they go to lunch, uh, they kind of go through because he's got to figure out where to sit because mm-hmm. it's the first day of school, first day of middle school. And he talks about all the clicks around the in room. In the voiceover. In the voiceover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if he just talked about that? He's <laughs> like, be weird. there's those kids. There's these other kids. Yeah. That's not yeah. how he talks. That was my like John Mulaney voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in the, in the voiceover, we're hearing about, you know, the cool kids or the greasers i think is one of them and the smart kids smart kids and of course in those days you had the hippies as well right 
yeah. right? Um, and that scene is very similar to a scene in Mean Girls where um, that I think must have been inspired by this, where they go through and kind of identify all the different tables and all the different clicks of them. Now, who'd the you sit with? Who'd you sit with in high school or um, middle school, I guess? The smart kids. Yeah? Yeah, the smart kids. Yeah, I sat, I guess in middle school I sat with, I guess maybe some smart kids because mm-hmm. I was in classes, I guess, with the smart kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that. High school, though, like they divide you up into different lunch periods and sometimes your friends weren't in your lunch period. And I remember there was one year it was like me and one of my good friends, but he was like absent sometimes. And like, uh, so, you know, it, it, there was him and then there was another kid that I didn't know at all. And then there was this kid named Henry and Henry yeah. was kind of a funny kid, but well, for one, this was like my freshman year and I was just so upset because it was just like, there's nobody to sit with except for like my one friend, mm-hmm. but then like these other guys and I was like, I'm not, I didn't have a click to be in. Mm-hmm. And this kid, Henry though, he was kind of funny, but he would always, not always, he did this a few times. He would like get his food he'd later put it into his pockets just loose and he'd like pull out little sausage patties and be like, you guys want some meat? Like Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> It is a little bit like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, with the tater tots, with the tots. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. There was a girl. This was before Napoleon Dynamite, to be clear. Yeah. (laughs) There was a girl I went to high school with who, um, she would wear these great big pants with like big pockets in them, like the cargo pants. Mm -hmm. And she would keep Cadbury eggs in them like it wasn't Easter time. They were wrapped though, right? They were wrapped. And she would just like toss Cadbury eggs out at people as she was like walking through the hall, like just <laughs> that spread, sounds magical. Spread, it was magical. Did you she go to school with the Easter Bunny? I mean, she basically was. It was fun for everyone. Wow, she was a fun girl. When I went to when I was in elementary school, there was this one kid that would always uh, <laughs> that would always like have candy, and he would be like, "Who wants candy?" And he would take it out and just throw it out amongst everybody, and. Um, <laughs> That was how he made friends. Yeah. So, so, so again, this is a time when everybody's <laughs> developing their personal brand. Yeah. Some people's were more fun than others. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to sit somewhere and they don't sit with any of the clicks. They just find a table, mm-hmm. which is probably where I was, not Kevin with any of the Paul. real clicks. Yeah. Yeah. And Winnie kind of walks in and she sits down with them, which is just awesome because yeah. as we talked about, she's hot now. So. Yeah, so this is definitely elevating the coolness of their table. Yes. But then Wayne comes over, Kevin's older brother, and mm-hmm. starts to tease Kevin and he says things like, I don't I don't I didn't write down what exactly he says, but like, oh, is your girlfriend sitting there? And mm-hmm. it's like she's not my girlfriend. Oh, you think she's so pretty. Like, I don't think she's pretty. Which is just like, so, I don't even like her. Yeah, I don't even like her. Which is a weird and mean thing to say, considering they've been friends since they were little kids. Yeah. yeah. But he's caught up in the moment. Yeah. And his brother's teasing him. And it's awkward. Him. He's embarrassing him. Mm-hmm. That is rough. But he eventually gets up and starts to walk out of the lunchroom. Uh-huh. And then some trouble starts. Because mm-hmm. there's the principal or some teacher or something like that stops him and says, you can't leave the lunchroom with food. Mm-hmm. And Kevin kind of, there's some voiceover. He's kind of going back and forth. What do I do? You know, I'm so angry. There are so many rules when you're a kid. I've, there's I, a lot of weird forget rules. about that. Like, I can't walk out of the lunchroom right now, but that was a thing. You couldn't oh, just yeah. leave. You can't just rooms. leave. It's weird. <laughs> it, it is weird. It seems cruel looking back on how we treat <laughs> kids. There. Also, the rule is you can't leave with food. But you can leave? That's yeah, weird. Yeah, that's weird. I know in my school, you like, couldn't leave. Yeah, you just can't leave. Yeah. Right. So, but uh, in in his anger here, he, mm-hmm. he's kind of playing it real cool. But he's, you know, he can't leave with the apple that he's holding. So he throws the apple into the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping it would start a food fight right there. That would have been exciting. Yeah. It didn't though. Mm-hmm. But he got in trouble and he got sent to the, the office mm-hmm. or something like that. So, and then we see the next scene. We see the principal or whoever that guy is. Is that guy the principal? I think he's the principal. I guess he must be. Mm-hmm. He has an office. Or maybe he's an assistant principal. I don't know. A vice did principal, they have those something in like the that. 60s? Yeah, oh, I'm vice sure principal. they did. I'm yeah. sure they did. So, but he's in there. His mom is in there too. Kevin's mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the principal's mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needed the reinforcements. <laughs> so, and they're kind of talking about what did you aco- yeah. what did you hope to accomplish by throwing yeah. that apple? And, yeah. You know. And Kevin's mom, Norma Arnold, right. is in there, and um, so she's like disappointed in Kevin, but Kevin's not really like afraid of his mom. She's like a nice mom. 
but he's unhappy to be being yelled at in the principal's right. office. But then, and and the principal's like not gonna like punish him further than having called in the parents. Yeah, right. Um, a weird thing happens in this part too, where the voiceover in Kevin's head as he's like thinking about his responses to the answers are actually uh-huh. Fred Savage's voice. Did you notice that? It's like oh, the no, young voice. Yeah. Yeah, so, that is interesting. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah, for most of this scene, we just see like his mom's reaction. She's like sitting there next to him. We see Kevin and his mom and the principal. And then we kind of the camera like scrolls over and the dad is sitting in the corner. We didn't know the dad was there, too. And he's ready to he's like, I'm ready to take him home now. Yeah. And he's cracking his knuckles as if he's about to punch him. Yeah. <laughs> So Kevin isn't going to get into any further trouble in school, but he's terrified that he's going to be in trouble with his dad when he gets home. That's intense. Yeah. The voiceover uh, lets us know that his dad uh, has never laid a hand on Kevin, but has beaten Wayne twice. Yeah, which, whoa. Whoa, that's a crime. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that was normal in the 60s, but Yeah, I would imagine it was. Wow. That's intense. Yeah, so he's got some real fear, but... um, Yeah, and we kind of get the impression this is maybe one of the worst things Kevin has ever done. So he is thinking now he's going to get a beating from his dad when he gets home. So he's really nervous. But lucky for him... (laughs) Well, well mm. when he gets home, when they pull up, his older brother and sister come out of the house and they've got some bad news, which totally changes the whole situation, the whole vibe there. And that mm-hmm. is that Winnie Cooper's older brother, Brian, who was in Vietnam, has been killed. Yeah. So the whole the whole mood changes there. It gets real serious. It's uh-huh. intense. The mom says she's going to go call their mom and mm-hmm. you know see if they need anything. Yeah. Um, Kevin's dad just kind of, I think, pats him on the shoulder because he's having a rough time and nothing further happens to Kevin. Yeah. There. That's intense, though. Yeah. People dying in the first episode. Now, when you were watching it, I guess you've seen the show before, but when we were watching the pilot, I was like, that Mm -hmm. dude's definitely dying when we first saw him in the... uh, When they mentioned Vietnam. When they mentioned him and how he went off to Vietnam. It's like, that guy's going to die. I wasn't sure he was going to die right there in the first episode, but my goodness. So the next scene... Kevin goes for a walk. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get starting to get dark. He's going for a walk. One thing when we see this scene that I wanted to point out, he's wearing a New York Jets jacket mm-hmm. as a football team, just mm-hmm. so you know. And this is later that night, by the yeah, way. Yes, later that yeah, night. He's like kind of grappling with what's just happened. Nobody he knows has ever died before. Right. And uh, as he's walking, too, we see kind of the hills in the distance. And mm-hmm. there's a thing about this show when we're looking it up that it's supposed to take place in, like, quote, any town, USA. Yeah. Which is, you know, I get that. Like, the main character can be an everyman and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. Which, that was a deliberate choice on the part of not the creators of the show, but the network who okay. wanted it to be... Um, relatable to everyone? Yeah, relatable to everyone, which is interesting, and I think probably a good choice on their part. I think yeah. so. Although, like, it's, you know, because when I saw the New York Jets jacket, I was like, oh, maybe it's from, like, the New York mm-hmm. area or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that would make sense. But the hills, it's like so clearly California. Yeah, it <laughs> it's, is. It's a dead giveaway. Definitely California. Mm-hmm. So, but um, he goes as Kevin's walking. He they mentioned he's going to the place where um, him and Winnie used to hang out. I guess when they were younger, they mentioned it earlier in the episode. Yeah, which I kind of wonder, like, were their parents also there when they were hanging out? Because these are like they're only like thirteen now. Like, were they just going off? By themselves as little kids. I don't kids. know. Kids go it and do a, stuff like it that. It was a different world, but he it's mentions weird it was a different world. Like little kids going off to play in the woods. Alone. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess how far away it is. Like, there's like it's kind of a long walk. We see him walking for a while. That's true. I mean, there are places like in my neighborhood that like I used to like play uh-huh. where there used to be like little like woods sort of thing behind the pool or whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. it's like not. It's right there. You know, yeah. it's right down the street from my house. I'll just, I listen to a lot of murder podcasts. Oh, yeah? And um, you should not let your kids walk anywhere by themselves should ever. Should not do it. Yeah. Should not do it. Just, um, spoiler alert, doesn't turn out well most All of the right. time. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> letting us know the spoil. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but as he's walking around uh, and he goes to this place, this little tree is there and, you know, a little hangout mm-hmm. place. Uh, Winnie is there. He kind of had a feeling she might be, and and mm-hmm. she was there. She's kind of she's not like crying really. She's just feeling down, feeling sad. I would say she's feeling more than down. She just lost her brother. Oh, that's true. So yeah, 
She's yeah. definitely sad. This is probably the worst day of Winnie's life. Right. Up to this point. When he gets there, she's there. He apologizes for how he acted at mm-hmm. school, telling her he, he didn't like her and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. You know, he gives her her jacket. His or jacket? He gives her mm-hmm. his jacket. it's chilly. It's chilly. And um, then we hear some music start to kick in. Mm-hmm. And it's When a Man Loves a Woman, mm-hmm. which I believe is by... Percy Sledge. Do you want to sing a few bars of that for us? When a man was a woman. That was not good. When a man. I I think you nailed it. Thank you so (laughs) much. Mm -hmm. We'll do karaoke. I'll sing it. We'll do it. (laughs) And, uh, and they have they have a kiss. They kiss. Yeah, the two it's of them both kiss. Of their first kiss. And also, the actor's first kiss. Yeah, it's their real life first kiss. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, that's that's one way to get your first kiss. Yeah, I, I, so my yeah. Always I think my it. first kisses that were like not real kisses were from like Truth or Dare or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they they have the kiss and they kind of sit there and and there's a voiceover that goes. I'm gonna read the voiceover from the end of the episode because I think it's is they gonna make you cry? Yes. Well, how the, about you? What if you read it and then we'll see if you break down in tears? I'm gonna, okay. I'll Do you want to read it? All right. All right. So I will. First of all. The ending narration of almost every episode of The Wonder Years makes me cry. It's always very poignant. Oh, yeah. And just like poetry. So they do this in each episode. See, I haven't watched the whole series. They do like an ending narration in all the episodes? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It is really poignant. It's like when they say all that, this, well, we'll get to the, the voiceover here in a second, but like this whole episode, if this was just like a short film or something like that, it would have worked. You know, yeah, this didn't even need to be a series. I'm glad it is a series because I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. But it, it could just mm-hmm. be like this beautiful short film about the suburbs and the 60s. So let's see if you break down in tears while you, you read it. Okay, you might need to jump I'll in pick and it up it. if you okay. start to cry. All right. It was the first kiss for both of us. We never really talked about it afterward. But I think about the events of that day again and again. And somehow I know that Winnie does too. Whenever some blowhard starts talking about the anonymity of the suburbs or the mindlessness of the TV generation. Because we know that inside each of those identical boxes, with its Dodge parked out front and its white bread on the table, (laughs) and its... (laughs) And its TV set glowing blue in the falling dusk, there were people with stories. There were families bound together in the pain and the struggle of love. When a man loves a woman. She is crying right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need to take a moment? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take a moment. All right. Okay. Good. Well, as you're taking a moment, we'll just talk about the end of the episode. So... (laughs) That's not giving me a moment. Well, I'm going to talk while you're You're momenting. You're going to moment. I'm going to talk. Okay. Yeah, I think that ending there, it really kind of sets, you know, kind of calls back kind of to the beginning of the episode about how it's all about living in the suburbs and Mm -hmm. how, you know, living in the suburbs, it's not just like boring families going through the motions and that sort of thing. These are real people living lives and having emotions and all that kind of thing. And it's it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Now, okay, would it be as beautiful? I see, I was thinking about this. We talked earlier about the wet bandits and the sticky bandits. So Daniel Stern, the voiceovers on the show. Uh-huh. What if instead of that wet bandit, what if it was Joe Pesci doing the voiceovers? <laughs> would it still be as moving? Well, first of all, it could not be sung in any town USA. It would have to be like the Bronx. Right. Right. <laughs> or like Jer- New Jersey. Right. Yeah. With New Joe Jersey. Pesci. New Jersey. Narrating. Yeah. I was trying so hard to do a Joe Pesci impression. It was terrible. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I can think of a few Joe Pesci lines. I know in Home Alone, he goes, hiya, pal. Is that Joe Pesci? No, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't Joe Pesci. It was the first kiss for both of us. We never really talked about it afterward. That's not Joe Pesci. I can't do Joe Pesci. No, I think ah, we found your Achilles heel. My Achilles heel. Man. <laughs> well, I'm picturing in my head Joe Pesci reading it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> um, well, good thing they went with Daniel Stern. That's a good thing. I know that they probably had it narrowed down to the two of them. 
<laughs> and the guy from Ellen. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So and then the end, the end of the episode happens there, mm-hmm. and it's on Hulu, so you get a little bit more time with that music in the ending credits, which is nice. Then on, you would on Netflix. On Netflix, mean, where it's yeah. just as soon as I Netflix hear that music. Netflix cuts it off immediately. Netflix, you need to stop doing that. That's my main gripe with Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, they just raise their prices. Yeah, also the judgmental tone they take when they're like, are you still watching? Keeping up with the Kardashians? Keeping up with, well, no, that's on <laughs> oh, Hulu. Oh, that's on Hulu now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, okay. So it's Gilmore Girls. Are oh. you still watching Gilmore Girls? Yes. She is. Why are you judging me? Stop judging. Just keep playing Netflix, it. we're still watching it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So some other things about this show I want to talk about. One thing I think is interesting is that Fred Savage had sort of this quintessential show about america and growing Mm -hmm. up as a as a young boy transitioning into a man and his younger brother ben savage also had a show like that isn't that crazy he did is there another duo of brothers or brothers and sisters that have had such a career where they both have these defining generation kind of shows the olsen twins yeah but they were always the same person that's true (laughs) yeah but ben savage on boy meets world um you know and there's that one episode too with fred savage where he appears it's a pretty it's not it's a a, different role from kevin arnold it is and it's a pretty special episode almost like a very special episode kind of situation Uh because he and i haven't rewatched it so i don't remember exactly but i feel like he's so they're in college at this point Mm -hmm. on boy meets world Mm -hmm. you've got uh ben savage's character uh Corey, mm-hmm. and you've got his girlfriend Topanga, and Fred Savage is playing their college professor, who's like yes. this cool, fun guy. Yeah, but they he, all kind of look up to him. Yeah, but I think he does. He hit on Topanga. He hits on Topanga, which is like real. It's almost like the uh, the dad beating the kid on Wonder Years. Right. It's like um, this is a it's, pretty big deal. Yeah, it's not like. <laughs> pedophile territory because right. they are in college but it's definitely it's me too like, care t- yeah, uh, territory it's definitely hashtag me too territory yeah Topanga is not happy and not happy and yeah. Corey is not happy either and he punches, punches him. him yeah and they oh, they want to expel him oh yeah. man that's an intense episode Very special episode guys fred savage Very is really special. good in that episode too i remember mm-hmm. when i was watching it at least he's like such a he's such a charming he's very charismatic just, yeah but he's such yeah. a bad guy yeah oh man yeah and um ben savage from boy meets world also has a cameo on at least one episode of the wonder years i know there's a valentine's day episode of the wonder years where um ben savage is playing like a cupid like figure where i think he's like passing out valentines amongst the students or something yeah yeah and he's like a very little boy and he's very adorable when i was a kid i would get confused by the fact that fred savage was only a few years older than ben savage because period pieces always totally threw me (laughs) off like happy days very confusing to me yeah Uh, all those kind of things especially i think if you were like a kid right now or like a teenager and you started watching the wonder years on hulu right now you would totally think that is actually was actually made in the 60s right like i mean i guess yeah i mean it kind of gives you hints that it's not but yeah Yeah. i guess you would yeah i don't know why you wouldn't assume that one thing about the wonder years too is it's it's a single camera sitcom Mm -hmm. um and that wasn't common at the time it's kind of groundbreaking the narration was pretty groundbreaking and hadn't been done a whole lot at that time and the show won an emmy for best comedy series after airing just like after airing just like six episodes yeah Yeah, no laugh track too that was unusual for the time right which is crazy though too because you would have thought that this was such a big hit that it would have like influenced shows from the 90s but like that style of sitcom didn't really didn't really pick up until like the mid 2000s when like the office you know no, was big it had more of an influence in movies i think did we talk about the sandlot yet we did talk about the sandlot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but there were movies that came before it i mean i think stand by me came before it before it and, mm-hmm. and uh, christmas story came before it as well so yeah but it definitely influenced the goldbergs which right. was um again a current show i was speaking of how i met your mother Oh, yeah, with the narrations uh-huh. and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Speaking of the cameos that you were talking about, how Ben Savage makes a cameo, you had a list of uh, all of the uh, all of Fred Savage, Kevin Arnold's ladies, all of his uh, oh, female yeah. interests throughout the There's series. Who are some of the, these women that showed up? on screencrush.com called The Many Loves of Kevin Arnold. Who um, do we got? 
Um, so aside from Winnie Cooper, who again is Danica McKellar, there's um, Danica McKellar's real life sister, Crystal McKellar, plays Becky Slater, who is a girl who has a crush on Kevin Arnold. She has like a recurring role on the show. And she's not uh, an actress still, right? She's like a lawyer now? She's a lawyer That's now. That's crazy because Paul... Uh, his like best friend on the show in real life is a lawyer as well. Yeah, and um, Danica McKellar Winnie is like a mathematician who's written. Um, yeah, some she books she writes about... books. She writes books for. She has a degree in math from UCLA, and she writes books for um, for young people, kind of getting them to enjoy trying to math. make math cool yeah. and exciting. Yeah, so she's doing that again. Fred Savage is and she's still acted wor- in things too. Yeah, yeah, and Fred Savage is still working and. In- television i mentioned a, a minute ago how i met your mother danica mckellar is in an episode of that the, oh, pi- nice. the pineapple she's the pineapple girl oh right yeah yeah you know and she was also there was some point in the 90s i believe where fred savage was on a sitcom called working which i don't think lasted oh, yeah. very long mm-hmm. but i remember like the build-up and the advertising for uh danica mckellar was going to be on an episode of that and it was the reunion of you know the wonder years uh-huh. actors and that was a whole big thing that show didn't last but uh, <laughs> yeah 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 but it's kind of interesting that all of the main child actors from this show have gone on to have if not successful careers in tv at least successful careers in something so yeah. you know you kind of hear about child actors like things not going well for them like right. them getting into like drugs and stuff not the case for the Wonder Years cast. They good all job. went on to good things. Yeah, good job, guys. Yeah. What are some yeah. of the other ladies that Kevin Arnold dated? Oh, some of the other ladies include um, Alicia Silverstone. Oh, nice. Clueless. Yeah. Um, Carla Gugino. Okay, um, yeah. Um, who else do we have that's famous? Oh, um, Soleil Moonfry. Oh, she's... Who is she? Why? She is... Um, oh, what is... What's she called? It was like she she had her own show in like the eighties that I think your sister likes. Oh, Pippi Longstocking? Um the, no, no, no. Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster, yeah. that's right. I yeah. was close on the And then later there. she was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. Yeah. Punky but, Brewster. Yeah, so Kevin has had a lot of famous girlfriends. Uh the character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think those are the only ones who were immediately identifiable to me cool. on this list. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, some other of those surprising facts from that other article we were looking at, one thing was that, um, oh, you know, some other people that have shown up on the show too, David Schwimmer, uh, Mark Paul Gassler, John Corbett. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I yeah. want to watch the David Schwimmer episode. Oh, it's more than one episode. He's... Oh my gosh, he's got a whole arc? Oh yeah, he marries Karen. Kevin's oh, really? Sister. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and yeah. this is before Friends. Before Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Mm-hmm. David Schwimmer. I want to know what Mark Paul Gosler was doing too, because I don't think I don't this is before Say by the Bell. He probably yeah, just popped in remember. on that episode. Uh, Mark Paul Gosler, of course, Zach Morris. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also, still a hottie, by the way. Yeah, and his show just got renewed for another season. He's on a show. I forget what it's called. It's on Fox. The has to do with vampires. We watched a minute of it. Oh, it's not Franklin and Bash. It's he's not. Moved on Sadly, he's left Breckenmeyer, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what Breckenmeyer's doing right now. But not like right now, but just as far as shows go. Also, what's he doing right now? Right, right this, this moment. moment. Gosh. Best Breckenmeyer movie. Go, Kate and Leopold. <laughs> I can't think of any Breckenmeyer movie. <laughs> he's in that though, right? He's in Kate Leopold. I think he's I, like the is friend. Is he the brother? Is it somebody's brother? He's he's yeah. He's he not the main guy. Maybe? He's not yeah. Leopold. Right. Okay. So yeah. Road Trip is actually the best Breckenmeyer movie. Mm. I think. I haven't seen that. Well, it's so I guess I have to go with Kate and Leopold. It's starring Tom Green. I have if that if that gets you excited, you want to fire that up afterwards. Nope. I had the VHS. <laughs> I used to have the VHS. Of course you did. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Anyways, I think we've gone off topic. You know, <laughs> you I think, think we're talking about Breck and Meyer. He's not in this show. <laughs> we'll start another podcast that's just about Breck and Meyer. It's all Breck and Meyer all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, guys, you know what? I think uh, I think we've talked a lot about the Wonder Years and. Here's the thing. A few weeks ago, we were talking about Glow in the 1980s, and then we were talking mm-hmm. about that 70s show in the 1970s, and now we're talking about The Wonder Years in the 1960s. 
Well, guess what? We're going to the 1950s next week, and we're going to be talking about The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which yeah. is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime original. And Check it out. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so So we'll good. be talking about the pilot of that. Again, The Wonder Years streaming on Hulu, so check it out out sometimes yeah. hulu doesn't give you all your options on their main menu screens and you just don't realize things are on there so mm-hmm. you want to check that out you do it's a really good show i've seen the whole series mike has not seen the whole series but he's it. been inspired to watch to watch it right well yeah when the first episode ended and we went right in that second episode mm-hmm. i was into it yeah it's yeah. a really good show guys but yeah. you're gonna need some tissues oh man <laughs> oh well hey this has been fun It's a good time. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week talking about The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Check it out on Amazon Prime. And uh, until then, oh, you know what? Follow us on uh, Facebook at Yumi and TV. Sure. And on Twitter at Yumi and TV Pod. Mm -hmm. And on Instagram at Yumi and TV Podcast. And if you could, get on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, say something nice. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So until then, uh, bye. Bye.